This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. The title of my sermon is Fasting for a Breakthrough. And, um, you know, how many people might need a breakthrough in the house today? Amen. And, uh, you know, we need a breakthrough. And, you know, I studied that out, what a breakthrough is. And I like this. It says a military movement or advancement on all the way through or beyond an enemy's front lines of defense. So, you know, what that tells me is that there is, we, 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 we're not in heaven yet, so everything is not, you know, super great. We are in a fight every day. How many people have figured this one out? We are fighting a fight of faith. Amen. And so, and then we have opposition against us, and that opposition isn't flesh and blood, as the Bible talks about. Our, our fight and our battle is not specifically against people, but it's against these spiritual, the spiritual warfares that, that tries to come against us and tries to keep us down. Does, has anybody experienced any of that? And, uh, you know, my whole family's been dealing with some, you know, sickness. My wife's been dealing with cold symptoms. And it came on me on Tuesday night. I was kind of fighting it. We had a beautiful service Tuesday night, candlelight service. And um, I was kind of fighting through that. You guys probably didn't, if you showed up at the Tuesday night service, you didn't notice that. Because I don't focus on the pain, I focus on the promise. <laughs> and you got to, sometimes, have you ever heard that saying, fake it until you make it? In other words, you got to act like you're in faith. Amen. You got, faith is an action. And you got to act like, you, you can't focus on, you know, the things that the enemy's trying to come against you at. You got to focus on the goodness of God. Can, can I get an amen here? And I know that's not easy. Uh, it, it, it's a, that's why the Bible calls it the good fight of faith. But it's a good fight. Amen. So, so we want to fast for breakthrough. And so another uh, definition is an, uh, a, a breakthrough is an act or an instance of removing or surpassing, an, uh, or surpassing an obstacle or restriction that overcomes a stalemate. And so I like that definition because I think sometimes... Uh, I don't know about you, but I want to move forward in areas of my life. I, I, I don't want to stay the same. And God never called us to, to stay the same in our faith walk. In other words, God wants us to be challenged and he wants us moving forward in our faith walk. Do you, are, you hear what I'm, are you hear what I'm saying? And he doesn't want us to get lackadaisy. He doesn't want us to get, you know, uh, just... It, there's a movie, I think it's called... This is, I think, as good as it gets. I think that's, that's the title of a movie. Anybody ever seen that movie? As good as it gets. Is that the title of the movie? Okay. And it's and and but you know, uh, basically, it's the idea. You know that it's it's never going to get any better. It's going to always be the same, and you're going to have to change that. You're. I, I really believe a breakthrough will come when we're looking for it. Now, you know, you hear messages that says, and I preach this, the suddenly, and I love suddenlies. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But a lot of times the suddenly doesn't come unless you put something into it. Unless you've been putting something into something. Unless you're sowing a, 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 a seed, you're not going to reap a harvest. So you're going to have to sow some seeds of prayer. I think the Bible actually says weeping endures in the night. But what happens in the morning? Weeping in the morning. No, joy in the morning, right? And so, so weeping endures the night. What does that mean? You know, it's the, it's the sowing time. Normally, that's the difficult time in our life. When we're trying to sow, the reaping time is the fun time. That's when the blessing is coming in. Amen? But there's going to be pain in our gain. There's going to be some kind of process that we're going to have to go through to see, I really believe, to see God's best. And we're going to have to go through some processes. And I know some of you, you know, you might need a breakthrough in your health. How many people want to be a little healthier? Amen. 
How many, how many people need a breakthrough in their finances out here? How many people could just, you know, just stand to win the Powerball? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Have you ever thought about it? What would I do with all those millions of dollars? Amen. Uh, but God can, God can bless your life. God can, he, he, he can, in, in, uh, you know, move on people. He can open doors of favor and grace if you're in business. Uh, he can give you favor with 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 people that own companies, if you're believing for a job, uh, God can, can open the doors. Amen. And so we need to believe that God can do these things. And we do that through prayer and fasting. Uh, maybe you need a breakthrough in your relationship. Maybe you need a breakthrough with your, 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 your spouse or, or your kids. Maybe you just need a breakthrough in your relationship with God. Does anybody need a, a God breakthrough? Amen. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes that, you know, my walk, sometimes I feel like God's a million miles away. Amen. You ever feel that way? You know, it just seems like that, you know, things are happening. All these negative things are going down. And, um, and God just seems negative. I mean, we just seem negative or, or, or the circumstances makes us feel negative. And even we feel sometimes that God is negative. But God is positive. And the only way we can respond to God is in a positive way. Uh, let's look at Psalm 77, verse 2. This is a pretty interesting psalm. And it, it has to do with prayer. And it says here, in, in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. In the night, my hand was stretched out without weariness. My soul refused to be comforted. And that's really interesting. Because, you know, I, I think sometimes we can pray a prayer, but we, we don't have any real earnest in our prayer and we forget what we pray and we never remind God about what we pray and we never see it happening in our life. And I think you need, you need to get a prayer list. And I, I think you need to start believing God for some things for 2020. And I, I think you need to write these things down. And I think you need to remind yourself every day where you want to go in God. Amen. And what you're believing God to do. And, and you need to get like the psalmist. He says, I stretched out my hand without weariness, which means that he kept stretching his hand out until he sees God move. And in this prayer and fasting that we're embarking on next week and for the next 21 days in January, we're, we're, we're believing that we're not, we're, we're keeping our hands raised up. We're believing that God, that as we press in, that, that God's going to do some things. That God's going to open some doors, that some grace doors are going to open in our lives. Do you believe that today? And so as we fast and as we pray now, now, you know, if you study the Bible, you'll find out that uh, there are lots of people in the Bible, in the Old Testament and New Testament, that fasted and prayed, and they saw major breakthroughs. Uh, there was two kings, and the first king I want to talk to you about this morning is King David. And, you know, King David had a victory, and he became king of Israel. And, and when you ever have a victory in God, uh, bet your bottom dollar the devil's going to try to come back at the back end and try to slap you on the back of the head. Because the devil doesn't want you enjoying your victories. In other words, when we get a victory, sometimes the enemy will try to come back and try to do something to discourage us in our victory. And so David became king of Israel. And in 1 Chronicles 14, 8 through 11, and we're reading the New American Standard Bible here. It says, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up search of David, and David heard of it and went out against them. Now the Philistines had come and made a raid in the valley of Repham. David inquired of God, saying, shall I go up, <coughs> shall I go up against the Philistines, and will you give them into my hand? Then the Lord said to him, go up and I will give them into your hand. So they came up to Baal-Pizim and David defeated them there. And David said, God had broken through my enemies by my hand like the breakthrough of waters 
Therefore, they named that place Bel Perezel. And so, and so that's interesting. So we see that, that David had some enemies and, uh, you know, they, they didn't like David becoming king. And so they were coming against David. And it's, it's interesting when you got something coming against you or when, when, when circumstances, you know, the first thing you need to do is pray. Amen. You need to inquire of the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. You know, you know, there's some keys we can pull out of this. Number one, when we're fasting and praying, we have to recognize that we have a need or a want. In other words, that we don't just fast and pray just we don't just pray just to pray just to be religious. No, I pray for results. I'm not praying just to be religious. Many people pray just to be religious. They're not expecting God to do anything. They pray over their food, but it's just a religious act. But it's not anything that's really heartfelt. Or you hear what I'm saying? And it's something we do because it's tradition. But are we really expecting? Are we expecting God to move? Or are we really, are we praying fervent prayers? So David, there was a problem and he recognized that there was a problem. Then then number two, he, he focused from the problem to God. Prayer helps us focus on God. Amen. And because what? Because the enemy is trying to get us in some kind of fear. Listen, the enemy is trying to get us into some kind of doubt and unbelief. And we can't get into that in that arena. Amen. Amen. We, you know, we got to stay in faith. Amen. Amen. And then what uh, then what we do when we're in prayer, we need to learn to wait upon the Lord. That's another key. We need to learn to wait until God reveals some truth to us. A lot of times, that's why we're doing the 21 days of fasting and prayer, because that's given some time for us to wait on the Lord. Amen. In other words, I'm not teaching you about microwave prayer results. I, I, I love it when I pray and, you know, but I, I, I don't know about you, but it's very rarely that I pray and it instantly happens. Anybody? Very rarely. It seems like there's a process. I don't know, it's, it's very rarely that it just, you know, it, it's like a process that we have to go through. I don't know why that's, it's like that at times, but, but I think it's time. So maybe it's the reason why if there's a process because God wants us to be totally focused on him and focus on, and God really wants to bring us, bring something. He wants to grow us in our prayer time and he wants to mature us in a sense. And so, so sometimes the process will make us into what God wants us to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so we need to wait on God. Then when God reveals some truth, like he told David to move forward and take the enemy and that, 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 that the enemy would, be, uh, would fall under David's uh, reign, uh, David moved forward on God's timing. And I think a lot of times in prayer, we have to get... God's direction and we have to get, you know, we have to know what God wants us to do. And then we need to move in God's timing and timing is everything. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we see that we see another story in Second Chronicles uh, chapter 20. And this is uh, uh, King Jehoshaphat. And and the the uh, Israelites were experiencing some good times there. But uh, but there was a problem. There was. Uh, three nations that came against King Hosaphat. And so, and so it says in 2 Chronicles 22 through 4, it says, Then some came and told Je- Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea and from Syria. Listen, let me just say this. Listen, sometimes it seems easier before you, it seems like our life was easier before we got saved. Has anybody ever thought about that? Why? Because you weren't a threat to the king, kingdom of darkness. You weren't, you weren't fighting, you weren't standing for righteousness. You were standing in darkness. So the devil didn't have to work against you. In other words, you were already in his kingdom. But see, when you switch sides... There is opposition 
that's coming against us. That's why sometimes it looks like Christians have more problems than the world. We do. We got the devil coming against us. We got some problems. And we're going against the world the way the world thinks and the way the world views. So we're going against the devil. We're going against the world philosophies. And then we got to stand against our own flesh. <laughs> Come on, isn't it fun being a Christian? <laughs> isn't it fun being a Christian? Now, yeah, yeah, it's, it's called reality, man. You're, you're, man, you're in this thing. And you're like, oh, man, I'm so excited. Oh, man, I'm so excited about being I am. But it's a fight. It's a faith, faith fight at times. It's not going to be all a bowl of cherries. Just waiting for the pickings. We're, listen, guys, it's not going to be that easy. You know, through trials and tribulations, we will enter into the kingdom. The kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent takes it by force. We got to be forceful in our faith. We're, we're not people that lay down. We're going to be tested. See, listen, the people that go to hell are the ones that, 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 that some say Christianity is just a crutch to, to, for, for you to stand with God because you can't stand on your own. No, Christianity is picking up your cross and following Jesus and renouncing the world system. It, you know, it, it's the, the easy way is, is not to follow God. The easy way is to follow your own way. The easy way is to do your own thing. The easy way, I mean, the people that are, are going to end up in hell are, are doing it the easy way. We're not doing it. We're, we're picking up our cross. We're following Jesus. Yeah, it, we're, we're putting down the flesh. No, that's not. We're, we're fasting and praying. Amen. No, that's not easy. But it's worth it. It's worth it when you press in and you press into the things of God and all hell's breaking loose against you and you come out in victory on the other side. And I'm telling you, you right now, you might be, you may feel like you're in hell. You might feel like you're in a foxhole, but God's bringing you to another level. God's bringing this church to another level. We're moving to the next level in God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I will not be denied. You got to get it. You got to get a no quit. I won't be denied for what I'm believing God to do in my life. Amen. And so it says here that some came and told Jehoshaphat saying a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea from Syria. And um, and it says and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help. From the Lord and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So again, what happened? He, you know, he, he it was revealed to him there was a problem. You know, in other words, sometimes I think what we need to do is some of us might be in a place where we're not encountering too many problems. Maybe everything is is going good. You know, one person says there everything's going good with you as a Christian. You know, you know, if you're not bumping heads with the devil, maybe you're walking with him. No, we won't go there. But, uh, but uh, uh, if everything's going good, are you, it, it have, are you still pressing in? Or have you just kind of laid back? Are you just kind of not pressing into the things of God? Anytime you start to press in, that's when uh, the enemy starts getting stirred up. So we need again, as Jehoshaphat he, he, he received information so he knew that there was a problem or a need. I think sometimes when we're in prayer and fasting, sometimes what God can do is maybe, maybe there isn't an immediate need that you're dealing with uh, uh, going into this fast next week. But maybe your eyes need to be open to some needs that God wants to fix. Maybe there's some areas in our life that need some adjustments and we're and there's some darkness we're, we're only seeing in a mirror dimly. We're just not seeing everything. And God wants our life to be a little better. So maybe we need our eyes open to some areas that need to be fixed. Hello. It might everything might not be perfect in our life. And so and sometimes the deception of the enemy is everything's good when everything's not good. You know, in the book of Revelation, uh, Jesus was reprimanding some churches 
And one of the churches that he was reprimanding, they, you know, they said we're rich. And, and Jesus said, they're poor. <laughs> and, 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 and they said that we have this. And Jesus said, you don't have anything. And, and what it was, was they were all caught up in what they had, but their spiritual life was going down. Just because we have some physical things doesn't mean our life is okay. Just because we have money in the bank doesn't mean our life is okay. Just because, you know, things are still working doesn't mean that, that, that our life may not be in a line with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I want to get in line with God. I want to make sure that I'm lined up with God, that I'm walking before God, that, that I want to be in that spout where the glory comes out. All 2020. And so here it says here as Jehoshaphat, he, he received the news and he sought the Lord. But not only did he seek the Lord in prayer, that's number two. We seek the Lord in prayer. What he did was he got the whole uh, nation in a corporate prayer. And listen, there's there, there's power in prayer, but there's dutimous power in corporate prayer. There's power when you pray on your own. But the Bible says if two are gathered, touching anything in his name, it shall be done. There's power in unity. There's power in a, when, when we come together in unity. That's why I want you, you know, this week, I want you to write down what you're believing God for. I want you to bring in your prayer requests. So, so when we are praying for the 21 days that all of us can be standing with you for what, what you're believing God to do for your life in 2020. Are you listening to one? Allow a, a corporate a, a, a group, us all praying together. And that's, that's powerful praying. Maybe some family members are caught up in things that need to be, they need to be delivered from. May, or maybe some of our relatives may need uh, to get God in their life. You know, uh, whatever it is, we, we, we need to write it down and we need to focus on it because I believe 2020 is going to be the year for you. You got to believe that. It's going to be a year for your family. It's going to be a year for this city. Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, it's, so as Jehoshaphat, he gathered them together and he prayed. And uh, what was, was awesome about that is that they received direction. They received a God word. And I'm telling you, when you get a God word in prayer, that's what fasting does. It, it, it will get you in a place where you can turn off the world influences and turn on God. Amen. Where you can let go of the worldly influences that we deal with every day. And so we can hear God whisper to us. And I don't know about you, but I, I I'm kind of like Jesus. I, I, you know, Jesus said, Man shall uh, not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I need a rhema word. Amen. I need a word in due season. I, I, I need a word from God. I, I need to hear from God every day. I just don't want to go on last year's revelation of God. Amen. I need a now God. Yeah. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We need that in Jesus name. So I'm going to give you some keys on how to uh, make. Make this fast a breakthrough fast for 2020. And let's look at Philippians 4, 6, and 7. We're going to find some keys out of Philippians. And uh, we're going to look at Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Amen. But let me just say this, because you guys may not know what happened with Jehoshaphat. What happened was we got the word from the Lord and uh, that he didn't need a fight in the battle. And that God was going to fight his battle for him. I like that. And then he got a word from the Lord to uh, take the singers and send them out towards the, the, the army that was coming against them. And then when they did that and they, and they worship and praise God, uh, the Bible says that God caused the enemy to be confused and they killed each other. And then when they finally got to the battlefield, all the, all the enemy was dead and all they had to do was pick up the plunder. That's, I don't know if you heard that story, but that's pretty good. They fasted. They prayed. God gave them some direction. God told them to start worshiping. And then God took care of business. And sometimes that's what we might need to do. Fast, pray, worship, and let God take care of business.
There are some things that, we, listen, there, you, we're going to have to have God super on our natural. There are things that, you know, there are things that we've been dealing with way too long. It's just, it's, you know, our finances, way too long. Our health, way too long. Our kids, way too, we got to get to a point where we're done. We're done with the status quo. I'm, I'm not, it's not going to be, well, this is just as good as it gets. <laughs> I'm not, believe, no, man, it's going to get better. Do you believe it can get better? Do you really believe it? Amen. I believe it. Amen. So let's look at Philippians 4, 6, 7. We're going to find some keys out of this. It's, it's, it, this is um, Paul. He's writing this. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. And as you read down, it says, finally, brethren, whatever things that are true, whatever things are, are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, glory to God, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, the things which I've learned and received and heard and saw, saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. So let's look at some of these keys here, because listen... Sometimes when we're in the fight, what, what we're fighting is fear. I mean, again, when we get in the fight, the enemy wants to put fear on us. He wants to put some uh, doubt and unbelief on us. He, he wants us to be in fear. Listen, you're, you're, you, if you get in fear, you're, you're dead in the water. We, we can't allow, you, you can't allow fear to come in your, to your equation. And so the number one key is you can't, don't worry about anything. In other words, trust God, no matter what it looks like, get the doubt out. So the number one key is don't worry about anything. In other words, trust God. So, So when you're not worrying, you're trusting God. When you're worrying, you're not trusting God. Is that right? If you're worrying about your circumstance, your situation, your children, your spouse then you're not trusting God. You're not giving it to God like you need to. And so we, we can't allow that. I like what it says in James 1, 5 and 8. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven, tossed by the wind, for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. This is pretty powerful right here, what James is saying. He's saying that when we're asking God for wisdom, we can't allow doubt to be in our system. We can't, allow, we can't approach God like, oh, I don't think God's going to be able to do anything in this situation. Oh, I don't think God's going to be able to move on this situation. Listen, I, I, I believe the Bible. The Bible says that God has the hearts of the kings in his hands. In other words, and the Bible says he can turn it in any direction he wants to do. God can turn the hearts of the kings. Do you believe that? I mean, I remember uh, reading about how Abraham, uh, back in the Old Testament, where, he, where Abraham was married to Sarah, and she was beautiful. And, but he told uh, the Pharaoh that it was her, his sister. And so she, he took her into his harem. And, but um, but uh, God uh, gave him a dream and said, if you touch her, you're a dead man. Do you think that God can, can talk to people? Yes. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think that God can talk to people? Do you think that God has the ability? And God talked to Pharaoh and said... You touch that woman, you touch her, she, you're, you're a dead man. He's like, all right. I, she, he's like, I haven't even touched her. And he hadn't. And uh, he hadn't touched her. And, he, and, uh, and God said, I know you haven't touched her because I kept you from touching her. Can God keep people from doing some things? Apparently he can. Is God almighty? So he, apparently he can do some things, can't he? 
He may, he can, that's why I pray, Lord, keep me from evil. Why? He can help me not to do any evil. You want him to help you there, right? So God can intervene, can he? So, so don't think that he, that, 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 your, that your relatives or uh, that your boss or, or whoever you're in relationship with is a lost cause. Don't, don't think that. No, God can move on lost causes. You know, I, I think about the Apostle Paul and how he was uh, Saul of Tarsus and how he was probably, he was the, 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 the one that was persecuting all the Christians he was, he, was, he was the one that was standing at, at, at uh, holding the, the robes of those that were throwing stones at Stephen, the first martyr of the church. Paul was not a good guy he, when he was Saul of Tarsus. He, he was a religious zealot that loved the traditions, the Jewish traditions, and he hated Christians, and he was putting them in jail, and it was no way, you know, anybody would have thought... That, that God could do anything with Saul of Tarsus but kill him. And Saul did something, and God did something with Saul. He turned him into Paul the Apostle. Amen. So don't think that God's beyond, uh, God's abilities beyond somebody's will. God can work on people's wills. Do you believe that? He can give them a dream, He can give them a vision. He, he can talk to them. He can show, man, maybe some, maybe some of your relatives might need to see a vision of hell. It might get them in a place where they're running with God. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Maybe we need a vision of heaven. So, so we can learn, maybe, maybe, maybe in this fast God gives you, God takes you to heaven. Man, wouldn't that be wonderful? I've heard people that go to heaven, they're changed. They have more peace in their life. You know, I, I would love to have a heavenly encounter. Yes, Lord. Amen. I would love to have, I would love to take a trip to heaven and not be on acid. You know, I would, I would, I would, are you hearing what I'm saying today? God can take you to heaven. God took Jesse to plan this to heaven. And he went up to heaven and it was beautiful. And uh, it was uh, the streets of gold and people and God was awesome and, uh, flowers and the choirs and it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. And, uh, it, you know, Jesse the Plants wrote a book about it and he saw children in heaven. Glory to God. And it was a beautiful place. Maybe some of us need a heavenly encounter. Get into a place where we're walking greater with God. Amen. So we can't allow worry or doubt to come into our equation. And if we allow doubt to come in, it says a double-minded man will be unstable in all his ways and let him think he will receive anything from the Lord. So, so we can't be double-minded. Say God's working it out. You've got to believe that. You, you're giving it to God. You know, it, you know uh, in Matthew 6, 34, Jesus, in Matthew 6, Jesus talks about the cares of this life. And in Matthew uh, 6, 34, Jesus says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things, sufficient for the day of its own trouble. But he, he says, don't worry about anything. Jesus doesn't want us worrying. And worrying is focusing on our fears, and faith is focusing on God's promises. I'm going to say that again. Worry is focusing on our fears, but faith, is focused on God's promises. Is anybody standing on a promise in this room today? Is anybody believing God? I, I, I love Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Good plans to give you a hope in a future. Sometimes when things aren't going well, I need to go read that scripture. God has a good plan. He has a good future for me. Even though there seems to be a setback, even though there seems to be an impasse, even though it seems like I can't seem to move forward, I can't seem to get my family moving forward. No, God has a good plan for you. You must believe that. You must believe, say, I believe that. You gotta, you know, you gotta believe it. You gotta believe he has a good plan for you, regardless of what it's looking like. Amen. You can't allow worry and doubt and unbelief to come in. 
Amen. So, so we need a we need a focus on that. Uh, uh, we need a we need that fasting and how how do we keep from worrying? Fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer helps you to connect to God in faith, and also helps us to connect disconnect our fears and our feelings that govern our senses. So, I'm telling you, a lot of times. I would uh, sometimes I will deal with worry every once in a while. But when I start fasting uh, and praying, I'm seeking God, that worry leaves me. And then I start sensing the presence of God in my life. And I start sensing that God is with me and that if he's with me, he's for me. And if he's for me, he's not against me. And I, and I start sensing his presence when I fast and then I disconnect my emotions. I'm not as emotional. See, when you start fasting, you don't see it's our emotions that get us in trouble. It's our feelings as Christians that it's your your feelings uh, will get you in trouble. Your feelings will get you to say the wrong things. Your feelings, you actually your your thinking uh, uh, will produce feelings. So your wrong thoughts will produce wrong feelings, which will produce wrong actions. And so we have to think right, speak right. And act right. Amen. Look at Romans 8 and 6. It says, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I'm going to read that again. Romans 8, 6 says, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So what Paul is saying here, he's saying is that when we're, when we're focused on the wrong things, that's... That's being carnally minded. When we're focused on the bad, the negative, uh, the things that aren't working out, we, that's being death minded. And that produces all the death feelings that we deal with. Depression, anger, resentment. All that is in the death cycle. Are you, are you here? If you ever dealt with anger, resentment, uh, all these negative emotions... The enemy wants us to be carnally thinking about what that person did to us, how that made us feel. You know, it gets us into that death cycle. Pray for those that despitefully use you, right? Pray for them. Pray that, that God would open their eyes to truth. Pray, forgive, forgive those who despite, forgive them and pray for them. Amen. Don't allow the enemy to get you focused on the wrong things. It's our focus a lot of times that gets us either in trouble or gets us into the promised land. What are we focusing on? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So it says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. So we need to, we need to understand this. The key to us walking in high faith and seeing breakthroughs is we got to keep the peace of God in our equation. We got to walk in the peace of God. And to do that, we got to get some information. We got to get some revelation uh, uh, from God. We have to understand. God, God can reveal to us why things are happening, why people are doing things, why, you know, uh, God can reveal uh, the hearts of people to you. And when He does that, that gives you an advantage because you know how to pray for them, Amen. you know what to say to them. Or, or God can even reveal to you why you're in a circumstance, a circum, a certain situation because of because of what you're doing. I remember Joyce Meyer. She was one. She was praying that God would change Dave, her husband, and he, she said, "God, change this man, change him." And finally, God says, well, "He doesn't really need to be changed. You do." <laughs> and God told told Joyce Myers, "You got some issues that you're not seeing about yourself." And these are some of the issues you need to start working on. That's the reason why you so are unhappy in your relationship. And she didn't want to hear that. She thought it was all Dave, but it may not be all Dave. Your problem may not be always the other person. Now, they might be part of it, but it may not always be that. Amen. Because, you know, people will, you know, if you're waiting around for people to make you happy, you may wait for a long time. But you got to get you got to get with God and let God fill you up and get your and get your happiness in God. Get get your love in God. Amen. So so let's look at Daniel and we're talking about the 21 day fast. 
And Daniel was dealing with some concerns for the nation. We're talking about peace this morning as well. And, um, and it says that Daniel, in, in Daniel 10, it says, In those days, verse 2 through 6, it says, In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks, and I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. So, you know, he was a motley-looking person. <laughs> and it says, Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was the side of the great river, that is the, of Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold and uphaz. His body was like beryl, and his face like the appearance of lightning, and his eyes like torches of fire, and his arms and feet like burnished and bronze in color, and the sound of his words like voice of multitudes. So he had, he, he had a heavenly vision. He, he, saw, uh, uh, he saw an angelic uh, angel uh, that appeared, came and appeared to him. And you know the story that he came and, and in verse 11 says, and he said to, to Daniel, he said, Oh, Daniel, man greatly beloved. And I love that because uh, the first thing that angel said was that to Daniel was, Oh, Daniel, you're a man that's greatly loved. So I, I think when you're really seeking God, and you're really seeking him for some answers and you're looking to you're seeking him to get maybe for some of your family relatives to be set free of some things. I really think that really pleases God. That puts you in a place where you're uh, another translation says that you're highly desired of God, Daniel. And, and I, you know, he was willing to put some desirable foods down so that he could be highly desired by God. And I don't know about you, but I want to be highly desired by God. I, I don't want anything to rule my life. I don't want my food. I don't want uh, my, my work. I don't want other relationships to come between me and my Savior Jesus. I, I want to be uh, uh, highly uh, loved of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And when you're seeking God, see, the Bible talks about that God loves those that love him. You know, the Bible actually says that God loves those that love him. How many people do I have in here that love God tonight to this morning? How many people love God? Amen. And when you really love God, you're showing it through your actions. You're th showing it through your prayers. You're showing it through your giving. You're showing it through, through uh, your fastings. You're, you're showing it for what, what you're sacrificing. And he said, oh, man, greatly desired in another translation or beloved. And he said, uh, understand the words that I speak to you. Stand upright for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking these words to me, I stood tr uh, trembling. Amen. So we see here that uh, Daniel was praying to get some answers. And, and I'm not going to read the rest of the account. But the Bible says that it took 21 days for the, for the angel to give him an answer. And the reason why God would have gave him the answer the first day. But there was some spiritual opposition. There was, a, there was the prince of Persia that was fighting with uh, the angel to keep him from giving Daniel the information that he needed. And I'm going to say this. Anytime we start moving out in God, believing God, not for breakthrough, maybe for ourselves or for breakthrough for our families, there's going to be spiritual opposition. The enemy is going to try to mount. Why? Because the enemy doesn't want us taking territory or, or, or and we take territory through prayer and fasting. And the enemy is going to try to do everything he can to keep his territory on your loved ones. And so we're going to have to, we're going to have to do some, listen, we're going to have to get, we got to get to business with God. Amen. We got to get serious with God through prayer and fasting. I remember my mom, she um, uh, was going to go in for surgery uh, and she, uh, and the doctor said, you need to go for surgery for this. She was dealing with this situation in her body and she, uh, before she uh, scheduled it, she said, I want to pray and fast. And she fasted and prayed for three days and, and that those symptoms that were, were doing went away. Uh, and, and in the process of time, it started lessening and lessening. And she felt in her heart not to get surgery. And she never got surgery for that situation. And God healed her. 
So listen, uh, sometimes we want to just a, 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 a quick fix. And, and doctors are good, but doctors aren't God. Amen. And just because a doctor tells you that you need to do something doesn't mean, you know, you better do this or that. No, you might need to seek God first. Amen. Because doctors will try to get you under a knife in, in 30 minutes. And so you need, to, you need to learn to spend some time with God and say, God, is this the route that you want me to go? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Nothing, I, thank God for doctors. I mean, I, I mean, thank God for what they can do, but they're not God. And God can do much more than a doctor. And God may not want you going through a surgery. And God may want to heal you. He may want to deliver you. And all you might need to do is fast and pray and seek him. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In other words, start putting God in, in, in the driver's seat. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so the number one key, as I was saying, is we can't worry. Number two, uh, we need to be uh, engaging God in everything that we do. Pray about everything. And in Philippians 4 and 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Amen. First Peter 5, 6 says this way, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting some of your care. That's right. Casting all of your care on him, for he cares for you. I love that. So again, I, I think more than just our breakthrough, our physical breakthrough, or, if, uh, or a, a natural breakthrough, or whatever you're believing God for, you must, you must enter into the, into the zone of peace. If you don't enter into that zone of peace, it doesn't matter if you're, fa- if you're fasting in fear, forget about it. Yes. Fast in faith. Yes. Believing that God's going to do something. Amen? Fast in faith, not in fear. Yes. Now, now uh, we're talking about prayer here, and we're going to be praying for the next 21 days. And as, as you see, you guys ever see, you know, it's, it's kind of religious, but sometimes I put my hands up when I pray. Um, and, and, and when you put your hands up when you pray, you know, these are the praying hands. Amen. And uh, when you pray, I'm going to give you something to think about what you need to be praying for uh, on the 21 days. And as you can see, your thumbs is, is next to your heart. Glory to God. Right. So so uh, on your uh, on your left hand, uh, you want to pray for those that are closest to your heart. Is that good? So your thumb is, is closest to your heart. So, so when you start praying, pray for those that are closest to your heart. That's the first, you know, for, you know who to pray for. Pray for those that are closest to your heart. Your spouse, your, 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 your kids, uh, your co-workers, uh, your church family. Pray for those that are closest to your heart. Amen. Uh, and when you're praying, you notice the, 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 the pointer finger. Amen. It kind of points. Amen. And, and sometimes people point for direction. And so um, uh, also uh, for guidance. And so there's people in your life that give you guidance. So, so you need to pray for those that give you guidance. Give, pray for those that guide you. That God, you know, even me as a pastor, pray for me. And, 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 and pray for those that give you guidance that's, that it's in your, in your life. And the, and the middle finger uh, sticks out the longest, and those are for the people of influence. You want to pray for pe- people that have influence. One of the, the, the Bible actually tells us what to pray for. It says in Timothy that we should pray for all men and those that are in authority, so that we can leave a, live a quiet life unto all godliness. So we need to be praying for our president. Instead of complaining, let's pray for the man. Amen. Amen. He needs prayer. Amen. Amen. He has a hard job. So pray for the president. Pray for, for our, our, you know, our, our elected officials. Pray for our mayor. Pray for our governor. Pray, pray for, you know, uh, pray that, that we may live a godly uh, a life. Uh, you know, and this, uh, the, uh, the, the third finger here, um, uh, would be, would be uh, the weakest, one of the weakest fingers and pray for those that are, that are weak. Pray for those that are marginalized in society. Pray for those type of people. And then the last finger is your baby finger. And, and you know who to pray for? That, that's you. 
In other words, you pray for you last. In other words, pray for others first and put you on. But that's called humility. Amen. You're not trying to get in there to get yours. See, a lot of people don't pray for other people. And so God blesses those that pray for others. Amen. And and then when you look at uh, uh, when you look at your hands and you pray for those that uh, are close to your heart. Amen. And uh, and so when you're praying again, uh, uh, what to pray for? Pray that your heart is right. Pray that your heart is right with God, that your heart is right with others, that, you know, get when you're getting in prayer, you know, you, it's a it's a good place to examine where you're at. You know, I, I when I'm in prayer and I pray every day, I ask, Lord, how am I doing? <laughs> Do you ever ask God, how are you doing? <laughs> how am I doing? Lord? How am I doing? You know, and uh, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and you want God's honest answer. How are you doing? Yes. Amen. And the index finger can be also uh, uh, you pray for priorities. You know, what, what does God want you doing that week? Uh, you know, what, what, what are your priorities? Of course, it, your priority is God every morning. But, you know, you have priorities that, that you need to take care of during the week. Maybe, maybe get in the car, you know, oil changed or maybe you need to make priorities of taking care of your house or maybe whatever your priorities might be maybe balancing the checkbook okay you might need to take care of these priorities why because god doesn't want your life to be chaotic he doesn't want to be maybe you need to take care of those bills you need to ask god god what do you what these priorities show me what i need to be doing so my life won't be chaotic a lot of us are running our lives in a chaotic state. And God doesn't want that, so we need to pray for that. Uh, uh, our middle finger sticks out the longest. And so we need to pray not only for people of influence, but we need to ask God to make us a good influence. You. you know, I, um, I, I got to really work on my driving because I seem to tick a lot of people off. I, 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 people take me off in driving and I take people off. I, I'm finding people are really just, I don't know what, why. <laughs> and I guess if you drive with me, you probably know. Because I'm, I'm doing a lot of different things, you know. I'm thinking about a lot of different things. And I'm, I'm not as focused on, the, on my driving, I guess, or other people around me. And, uh, but you need to pray that you're a good influence, in, 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 you know, in your car. You need, you need to pray that you're a good influence at your work. You need to pray that you're in, a good influence with your family. You need to pray that you're a good influence with your relatives. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You know, it's like me. You know, I, 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 I mow my yard. I edge it. I, I, I trim my trees. I do all this stuff. But I don't do it for me. I do it to be a good influence. Yeah, I, I mean, I could let some of this stuff go. But I do it. Why? Because I, I, I represent God. I'm a Christian and I want to make sure my stuff looks good. I, I wash my car once a week and vacuuming out and, and I make it look. Why? I don't I, I want to 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 be a good I, influence. So we need to pray that God makes us a good influence in our 21 day that, that God will help us be uh, uh, in, uh, people of influence. Why? Because we want to influence people for the kingdom of God. And then our ring finger is our relationships. We want to pray that we have good relationships. Amen. We want to pray that if there's any strained relationships, that, that they would be mended in this time of the 21 days. And then number five, uh, you know, the baby finger, uh, pray for, you, uh, you need to pray for material blessings for yourself. Pray that God will bless you. Pray God will, will bless you. Maybe you have, uh, maybe you have some, some, you know, you, you need uh, uh, some better clothes or whatever. Ask God for, for blessings in those areas. God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be prosperous. And so it's, it's okay to pray for material things. Number, number three key is uh, if we're going to see this fast in a breakthrough fast, we need to thank God in all things through the fast. We need to be thankful. Amen. Uh, it says in First Thessalonians five eighteen, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ for you. Amen. So, so this this is a great quote. Gratitude is the attitude for breakthrough. 
I'm going to say it again. You can tweet this. Gratitude is the right attitude for breakthrough. We got, we got to have a, a heart of, of, of gratitude. What, what, what does that look like? Well, you might need to write down because it's easy to think about all the negative things. It's easy to, to be focused on the things that aren't happening or the wrong things or, or, or the money that's not in our bank account. It's easy to be focused on that. But what we need to do is, you know, what I want to encourage you is to write down at least five things every day that you're thankful for on this 21 day fast. Try to write it down. When you write it down, it, it, there's something about writing it down that makes it an indefinable impression on your heart. When you write it down. And you need to write down what you're thankful for. And this, this is key because a heart of gratitude opens up the blessings of God in your life. And as we're praying and fasting, we're going we're gonna to have a right attitude towards God. Amen. And, and number, number fourth key is we need to stay focused on true things. This is all of what, what I just read out of Philippians. We need to stay focused on what is true. In other words, what is, you may say, well, some of these negative things are true, Pastor. No, but the Bible says focus on those things that are lovely and true, not on the evil and true. There's a lot of evil out here, but we don't want to be focused on the evil and true. We want to be focused on the lovely and true. And we need to focus on that. As we focus on that, we're going we're gonna to experience peace. And as we experience that peace, then I believe the joy is going to come in. And I believe that we're going to see the manifestation of the promises that we're believing God for. Do you believe that today? Amen. So as you take these steps, I believe the next 21 days, starting next Sunday, I'm telling you, we're going to see some breakthroughs. We're going to see people break through in their health. We're going to see breakthroughs breakthroughs, financial breakthroughs. People are getting better jobs. Glory to God. I'm telling you, breakthrough jobs. Amen. Break some of you that own businesses, breakthrough accounts. Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Some of you that they're dealing with, with, with family issues, breakthrough in your families. Glory to God. Salvations coming to the families of Exceed Life Church members. Do you believe that today? Backsliders are coming back in into the kingdom of God. We're, we're going to see God move. We're going to see God move in our families, in our friendships, and in our, in our, in our workplaces. And we're going to see God move. And, but the main thing that God needs to move is in us. The main thing we need to do, we need to get a God perspective. I believe, listen, listen, David, listen, sometimes fasting, everyone's, sometimes fasting doesn't get you everything you're believing God for. Oh my God. Did he just say that? But it can change your perspective and what you're believing. And other God, God can change your perspective. See, David, when he had an adulterous relationship with Bathsheba, uh, you know, she was pregnant and there was judgment that was placed on, on David and Bathsheba because of this. And, uh, and the prophet said that, that your child is, uh, is not going to live. And, uh, and so David, um, Bathsheba had the child, but the child was sick and dying. And David fasted and prayed to God. And he just believed that God, and I'm telling you, he was invoking God's mercy and he was fasting and praying, but, but, but the child died. And they didn't know what David was going to do about this. You know, that, oh, he died and he was fasting and praying. And, and, and they said, David, your child died. And he said, okay, let's eat. <laughs> and he said, what? And they were surprised. He was ready to go eat. He said, well, I can't do anything about it now. <laughs> he said, you know, I, you know, I can't, you know, uh, he can't come back to me. But one of these days I will come and see him. And so David got the revelation in his fasting and prayer, even though it didn't change, he got a revelation that he would see his son again. In other words, he got a revelation. Maybe it didn't happen the way he wanted it to happen, but he was going to eventually see his son in heaven. So it helped him to go eat. And sometimes we need to get a revelation of God's goodness, even though some things aren't actually happening the way we want them to happen, and get a God perspective to get our attitude right so that we can walk in peace in 2020, so we can see the fullness of God's blessings, not only in our lives, but in the lives of those that we're praying for. 
Do you believe that today? Your parents are coming in. Your relatives are coming in. Your neighbors are coming in. I'm telling you, bondage are being broken. Do you believe that? Not only off of you, but off of those that you're praying for. And we're going to see it in 2020. Because 2020 will be vision year 2020. <laughs> Sounds good anyway. 2020 vision. Amen. Are you, guys, are you guys working with me this morning? Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you're moving by your spirit. And I thank you, Father God. We recognize, and maybe we at this point do not recognize all the needs that we have. But I thank you, Lord, through this prayer and fasting, you're going to open our eyes to revelation. You're going to reveal truth. And you're going to, you're going to break through Help us break through into the areas that we need to break through into to see more life. And perhaps you're here today. Perhaps you're watching online. And you know you need a breakthrough with God. But you don't know if you die today, you make it to heaven. And you need Jesus. And Jesus is your breakthrough. So all you have to do is receive Jesus and you will have a breakthrough in your life. You will have eternal life. So say this after me and mean in your heart. If you're ready to receive Christ, say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 